Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to another edition of FTS Houston Round Bar Review presents Folks Talking Sports. Going to bring him in right now. I'm Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Bar Review. And Yanez is joining me. And if my man, Mr. Yanez, can see in the upper right corner, this will be the first of this season of FTS being sponsored by the Saxinian family. Andy Yanez, Steve Saxinian and his family, U of A's alums and supporters of the Houston Round Bar Review for a couple years now, uh, pointed up. And I, they like what we do. They believe in what we're doing. So they decided to sponsor us through the college basketball season. So much appreciated. Andy, how are you? Awesome. I'm doing great, Chris. Uh, I'm doing great, Chris. You're doing great. Yeah. Okay. Well, why are you great? Why are you doing great, Mr. Community Impact and Paul Samajama? Why are you doing great? Uh, I got a chance to get, uh, took a, a bit of a three-day getaway trip. Got to see the Grand Canyon for the first time on this past Saturday. Um, I guess Monday wasn't too great because we had engine troubles on the plane on the way back. But I'm here, I'm alive, back in work, and it's just been hectic. But you know, yeah, keeping keeping busy. Cool, man. I'm, I'm glad you got some time away. That's one reason why I uh, decided to go to the Big 12 Media Day was just to get away from Houston. And Andy, Andy knows it, but folks who don't know, folks who are new to the FTS family, uh, my mom has dementia. So I've been taking care of her for since I was 12. I'll be 50 next year. So do the math. So COVID has been tough on her and me. So just a day or two away. Um, in Kansas City was I needed it just all seriousness aside I needed it I needed it away uh, from having to take care of her 24 7 sometimes so brother Will you ready Will Gibson looks like he's getting everything together Mr. Gibson how are you sir oh he's, I don't hear you can you hear us we, we can't hear you no sir I can read lips but no we can't hear you see Andy it's that third side man because they yeah. have it they're gonna have that same issue last last time last week. So log yeah. out, log out, log back in, Will, because we're we're gonna talk about a few things, and we'll come we'll come to you. No worries. We've had gremlins before. We'll have gremlins again, but but no problem. Like I said, this is the first edition of Folks Talking Sports with a sponsor, sponsored by the Saxonian family, and there'll be the banner will be up there throughout the shows, but they're also going to be sponsors of. Our U of H specific segments. Let's try again and see if Will, if we can hear Will. Mr. Gibson, how are you, sir? I'm good, sir. How are you? There we go. We can hear you there now. There we go. All right. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Um, Andy, I, I noted it to you. I didn't mention it to Will, but I sent him a little YouTube video about it to, to indicate where my head was at for today and for this episode. I got some things, got some updates about rice, football. Rice U of H athletics, rice football, rice soccer, and U of H athletics. I'm going to read those things, and I'm going to read those things, gentlemen and audience, because I got emails, and I, I get emails from those universities. That's give you a hint right there. I didn't say HBU. I didn't say Prairie View. I didn't say Texas Southern. I said rice football, Will, football, mm -hmm. rice soccer, and then some U of H athletics news as well. So I'm going to touch on that. But Andy, Will, U of H men's basketball held a closed scrimmage. Not a secret, it's closed. Closed scrimmage on Sunday in San Antonio 
against the Texas Longhorns. I did not report about it because I was asked not to. Okay, Coach Sampson and Coach Beard wanted to keep it hush-hush. So much so, what I was told, it almost referenced non-disclosure agreement type stuff. They were very serious about keeping it hush-hush. Nevertheless, I heard from three people about it with three different um, viewpoints. One person gave me a final score, which is a route in UH's favor. Wow. Another person said it was close. <laughs> and another person said, we don't keep score. Let me tell you what I know, guys, <laughs> and for the audience. Scrimmages are just that. They are scrimmages. The coaches decide on how they want to handle them. 20-minute sessions, 10, 12, 15-minute sessions. They sometimes, as in the case of TSU, Texas Southern, and UTSA, which was took place, that scrimmage took place Saturday at HPE. I know about that because I know people who work the game. So I know how scrimmages work. Sometimes in a scrimmage, the coaches are on the court explaining how things what they want the players to do. We're going to go over zone offense, we're going to go over zone defense. It's a scrimmage. Okay, yes, there are referees, there are stat keepers to keep track of all the stats and everything. So the coaches can go back to it and have a point of reference to go with the team. We did this well, we didn't do this well, things like that, okay? But it's a scrimmage. 10 minutes, 12 minutes, 15 minutes. The starters may play one session. The reserves may play another session. You're going over offense, defense, whatever. But let me say one more time. Andy, Will? It's a scrimmage. Don't read into it one way or the other. Yes, I was told a score that U of H beat Texas. Okay, I guess they added up all the sessions and got a point total for a quote-unquote final score of the scrimmage. Another person said it was close. What the hell did they see? Once there was a blowout, another person said it was close. That's why I did not bother writing about it, tweeting about it. Those two perspectives, third person. It's a scrimmage. I guess it's kind of cool that alums from both teams are hyped about their squad for this season, trying to get info about it. But Will, what is it? What was it? I believe it was a scrimmage. Correct. Yeah. A scrimmage. Not even a preseason game. A scrimmage that involves refs, stat keepers, coaches on the court while action is going on. Whistles being tweeted. Do that again. Do it over. That's not how I want that. Folks, U of H fans, Andy, you know this. There's going to be a red and white scrimmage this Saturday. Free. So fans, you'll get a chance to actually see the team your favorite U of H Cougars in person to judge for yourself in will what a scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah. So people, I got hit up on Twitter. If I knew about it, the results. Yeah, I knew about it. I knew what the long horns of U of H did. Yeah, I knew about it. But I was asked not to mention it. 
Because what, what good does it do, Will, Andy, in a scrimmage, if I say, wow, player X look awesome, player Y look like trash. And then Coach Sam's Coach Beard say in a uh, post-game wrap-up the next day or media availability follow later on in the week, we did well. I like how my guys did. They performed well. We got up with one out of it. It was a learning opportunity for us. We saw, saw things we want to work on, and we're going to correct those things and get ready for the season. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Andy, are you going to be at the uh, scrimmage on Saturday? Yeah, I'm planning to. Okay, because there will be some sort of media availability. It'll be like a cattle call. It won't be anything formal like in the room or whatever for us to talk to Coach Sampson to get his thoughts on the red and white scrimmage. And, you know, then if Kelvin wants to mention, which I doubt if he will go into specifics about what he's, what happened on Sunday, he'll do it then. But like I said, it's a scrimmage. Lighten up. Well, before, right, right before you joined in, notice in the upper right corner there, sir, I our do. sponsor, sponsored by the Saxonian family. U of H alum, Steve Saxonian supports the Houston Round Bar View. He's not so now a supporter of FTS, Folks Talking Sports. So he's going to, they're going to be sponsoring our shows throughout the college basketball season, specifically over our Cougar Reads, live reads. I'll mention them again during those segments. But yes, just get it out of the way. Once again, U of H men's basketball, Texas men's basketball held a closed scrimmage on Sunday. One person told me it was a blowout. In U of H's favor, another person told me it was close. Another person said, "We did. We wanted to. We got done. We wanted to. Okay, <laughs> okay. Take that for what it, what what you will." And I'm going to lean on you while we're doing this show tonight to give me updates on the Rockets Utah uh, game because I'm doing a FTS because my dudes are important to me for this all in because this might be the last time together three of us do this together for. A month, two months, or whatever. So for a while. So wanted to take care of it. All of us do this together because some of our future folks talking sports might be me and Andy with a co a different co-host, me and Will with a different co-host, or I might if I can convince Andy one day to host the show himself. If I take care of my mom, something like that. Will you same way? If I got to take care of my mom, that's what we're trying to build toward. Do that. So all those possibilities are out there. So each of us is a co-host. So let's keep that in mind. So yes, it is sure. Houston Round Bar Review presents Folks Talking Sports, now sponsored by the Saxonian family. But y'all know how to promote, do live reads, and do all those things. We're all professionals. We're businessmen. We know how this works. So, so that's just put that through thought in there for people who are watching, tuning in. And thank you for tuning in. We all appreciate it. Um, fellas, Will. Yes, sir. Cavs talk. Y'all are pretty good, man. Shockingly, yes. Yeah, three three game winning streak against three playoff teams. Now the cynic will say, Well, Denver didn't have Jamal Murray and the Clippers didn't have Kawhi and Atlanta didn't have DeAndre Hunter. But a win is a win is a win. Especially when the first two games to quote Bart Scott did look like the Cavs could stop a nosebleed. And they uh they they surprisingly have put together three strong performances, uh, two on the road on the West Coast. So, yeah, three and two going into Friday night's game against the Lakers. And I contrast that, Will and Andy, with my Pistons, who are 0-3. 
and look like a team who's 0-3. Yeah. They haven't played a game with Kay Cunningham yet. Then they're, I guess, for now, best player Jeremy Grant missed the last game with an elbow infection. So two of your top options haven't played yet. Well, you're going to get what you get. Especially we played two of those games against the Bulls, who are 4-0, and the Hawks. Detroit is not as good as either one of those teams, and the results indicate they're not as good as either one of those teams. So I think Detroit's playing tonight right now against Philly, and it might be getting waxed. Whatever. Right now, fellas, with OKC's shocking win over the Lakers last night, Detroit is the only winless team reigning in the NBA this season, which means right on pace to get more ping pong balls, seven seven nine more to go, get the number one lottery pick, and whoever that may be next year, Paolo Banchero, whoever, add to the Pistons' lack of athleticism. Oh boy, whoo, man, this. Some slow dudes in that team right there, man. But but anyway, Andy, do you have a score of the Rockets Utah game yet? Yeah, they literally just tipped off and the Jazz are winning by three. They literally just tipped off with five to two Utah in favor. Um early in the first quarter. And tonight is the Rockets are hosting the Filipino Heritage Night. Uh, because for the first time in NBA history, two players of Filipino heritage are in the same game. Jordan Clarkson for Utah. And Jalen Green for the Rockets. Got some comments from Jalen Green from yesterday's uh, practice available on the Houston Rombo Review YouTube channel. So you can go check that out on that channel. And guys, let me say this. I'm going to show my age, Will. Show my Mm -hmm. age, Andy. Will, I think you may, but you tell me about this. Do you still get a chance to watch a team practice? No. Okay. Andy, I don't believe you've ever seen it. Been allowed to see a team practice. I mean, thirty minutes to an hour. You know, a lengthy practice. Nope. Okay. Yesterday, it doesn't happen anymore. Rockets, you know, just like most teams do, college and pro, allow media to see the last ten minutes, if that. And by by that time, teams are just shooting free throws or, you know, messing around, waiting to talk to media. But yesterday, it's been put on uh, some of my colleagues posted clips of it. Fagan, Jonathan Fagan, The Chronicle, Jackson Gallon with Locked on Rockets and a few others. Coach Wall, Coach John Wall, had a little one-on-one with Thalen Green. Fellas, you talking about a player, two, one dude crying, complaining about calls. Who would that be? Who do you think of the two? Who was complaining about calls or non-calls? Oh, Jalen Green. Incorrect. No. <laughs> Coach Wall. Coach Wall. But folks did not want to record it. But most of us, not me because I didn't care, <clears throat> record it, put it on social media because it's 21st century and that's what we do. <laughs> but Coach Silas, you know, once we are allowed in, the majority of us feel that, well, it's open for us to record we may ask, get permission from the Rocket staff. And if they say yes, folks put out their phone to start pressing record. Other folks said, not so fast. Hold it. Don't record that. Don't record that. And it came from higher up than, people, than you would think. High, high up. Go with, just think about what I'm saying there. High, high up. I'm not going to say a name, but if you say the name, I won't say you're wrong. 
the GM. You are correct, so, sir. Yeah. You are correct. So yes. So by that point, the stuff had already been posted on social media, <laughs> you know, about John Wall and Jalen Green going back and forth in a one-on-one. And I said on a, a Rockets uh, live talk that Coach Wall looked like he had put on a few LBs last week. I said that at that Rocket Fan Fest, maybe two weeks ago. He still not ripped, okay? And he even said he, he approximated he's about 70%. 70, 70, 70%. Gentlemen, wouldn't you want, if you're the Rockets, footage to get out of John Wall competing in practice to get an idea if he's in shape or not to kind of improve his trade stock? Not if he's in bad shape that will hurt right. his draft stock. But see, but he said he's in se- at 70%. Jalen Green said he looked fine. He competed, all that kind of stuff. But, it, you know, it was a one-on-one. And really, it started off as three-point shooting contest. Then they mixed up a, a few drives. He tried to beat each other one-on-one defense. But that was it. But my thing is, overall, let's say like this. Overall, if someone shoots, records, posts, clips, footage of Coach Wall competing slash participating in practice, looking good, wouldn't you want that out there? I would say so. Because if he's not going to play in games – how else are teams going to know how he looks? If you, if you want to trade for him. Yeah. That's, that's been my thing. Because, you know, the Rockets have said for a while he will not play another game in a Rockets uniform. Well, okay, if that's the case, Andy, why do I want to trade for him then? Desperate teams calls for desperate measures, but uh, I think it's it's curious if you it's interesting if you have, uh, which the GM of the Rockets not wanting any type of footage to get out. Maybe um, it'd be interesting because, like we've said, if, if John Wall is not necessarily hundred percent, but he's certainly competing at a high level, it shows that he still has something that he he can contribute to a contending team. Then. In theory, you would expect for the GM for to want that footage to to get out just to build that type of buzz, for the lack of a better word, to get some team out there that I know it's still super early in the season. You're not really going to have any desperate team out there yet. But going forward, just put something on tape. I mean, look at when Carmelo Anthony was trying to get back into the league. They were, he was always in some gym showing that he could still shoot. And so you you that's what you'd expect, at least in in the traditional sense. And, you know, this is not traditional sense. All that, you know, it's 21st century and social media, everybody has a camera phone, camera on their phone, whatever. But I led a few youngsters around Andy's age yesterday. This wasn't always the case. In the 90s, media got to see, sit, sit in on every practice. One, two, two and a half, three hours. And all they would have to say to us is, I mean, of course, this is obviously before camera phones and all those things. All they have to say to us is, ladies, gentlemen, what you see in here stays in here. 
Don't write about it. You know, what happens in here stays in here. So that's what we did. We may talk about something that we saw, but nothing earth shattering. Nothing, nothing they didn't want us to, to post. Okay. But all that got messed up because some player threw something against a wall, lost his cool. Somebody in media put it out there. They haven't told me why they did that. And mucked it up for all of us. Next thing you know, media, y'all can't come to practice. Y'all can't see one hour, two hours, three hours. All y'all get is five minutes. <laughs> That's it. So we, so we went from being able to sit in on practice to five minutes. Now, there are some, well, I think you may know, on the college level, some coaches, they don't mind. Yeah. Let us sit, sit in on practice. But they'll say, Will, Chris, don't post this. You know, you can sit and observe if you want to ask questions, but don't put this on, on Twitter. Don't put this on social media. Fine. No problem. But that's not a common thing anymore. I think the only media I'm aware of, I guess it's the carte blanche tree in the media in practice now, is the home of the Rockets, the home of the Cavs, the home of the Buckeyes, those uh, analysts and play-by-play men and women mm-hmm. get that treatment. But outside of that, yeah, that's, that's pretty much a wrap. Yeah, they may be, may be able to sit in and watch it, but even they can't record it and post it. No, no. So, you know, it's, it's a different world. Brandon Thomas, thank you for tuning in, man, and, and uh, tune in this Saturday for another Rockets talk. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I guess Brandon's watching the game on, on mute, as he said he would, because he does not like Ryan Holland's uh, job on calling the games. But Brandon's doing double duty, tuning in to our live stream and watching Rockets Utah game. So much appreciated. A couple things, Will. While you were covering Case Keenum last Thursday and the Browns, Case Keenum and the Browns, like kind of like David Ruffin in the Temptations, right? Yeah. Something like that. That's a great analogy because, you know, Case Keenum is the man, apparently, right, right Will? He, he is the man in Cleveland. No. No? Okay. Well, Baker's playing Sunday. He, he's the man in Houston, right, yeah. Andy? He will always be the man in, here in Houston. Yeah, yeah. sure. Those UH alumni love him. No question. He actually, following that Thursday night game, he was in Houston for the homecoming game. Yep. Which – U of H almost lost. We'll get to that in a second about <laughs> U of H football. But there's some couple some couple of notes about Rice Athletics. Rice freshman because, Will, we talked about it on last Thursday's show. Rice was playing football, first place UAB, mm-hmm. coming off, I think, a shutout loss. And our, our, one of our guests, Matt, was like, he didn't want to pick. He, he, not, he did not want to guarantee, as you do on FTS, Rice would lose. No guarantee that Rice would win. Huh? His, his reasoning was, you just never know which Rice football team is going to show up. Lo and behold, Rice beat first place UAB on the road 30-24. And in that game, because of that performance in that game, Rice freshman safety Gabe Taylor was named the Jim Thorpe Award Player of the Week for his performance in that game. The award is awarded to the best defensive back in college football 
based on performance on the field, athletic ability, and character. The award was established in 1986. The winner annually is announced during those college football awards in December. Gabe was credited with 10 tackles, forced to fumble, and knocked down a game-ending Hail Mary pass in the Owls' 30-24 win over UAB. That's a freshman. I don't, Andy, I don't believe he did anything like that against U of H. Rice got run over by, by U of yeah. H. So, so that's Rice football news. Rice soccer news. Like I said, once again, I get this because I get emails from Rice Athletics. Rice soccer head coach Brian Lee signed an extension through 2026 today. The AD Joe Carl Guard announced it that the extension will run through the 26th season. In just his second season, Coach Lee guided the Owls to their best season in school history. They won 14 games that season. They made the trip, they won the tournament championship and made it to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. This year, they entered the preseason polls, ranked in three preseason polls. Got 34 wins in his first three years at Rice. Our soccer team right now is 10 and 5, 10, 5 and 1. They're playing a season finale tonight, right now against North Texas. And go figure that. I think, right, Andy, North Texas and Rice both got invited to the American Athletic Conference, and they'll start play in that league in 2023. So from Conference USA to the American Athletic Conference. Right there, Will. Let's just talk about that because then we're going to get into U of H news. How you notice, Will, you notice, Andy, as well, the perception of folks changes. The folks from Conference USA who've been invited and accepted invites to the American. Oh, the American is it's going to be a big boost to our program. It's a big boost. It's a it's a big upgrade for us. Contrast that to U of H, Cincinnati and UCF. I moved to the Big 12. It's going to be a big boost, a big, big, big boost for us from the American Athletic Conference. Just, it matters who's showing you love, right, Will? Oh, without question. Without question. You know, somebody, um, if you're having, if you hadn't eaten in a while, if someone makes you a plate, then of course, you know. Or, or if you've been eating McDonald's and you get a Ruth Chris steak, yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah, you're going to appreciate that and let them know, hey, I appreciate this. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting, I'll say. It is interesting. Will, I mean, excuse me, Andy, what are your thoughts on their perspective of folks, how it changes from conference to conference? Oh, I, th I think Will couldn't have put it any better. I couldn't have put it any better myself the way Will described it. Um, yeah, it, it has to do with the viewpoint, like you mentioned, UHUCF and Cincinnati are heading for what they feel like is greener pastures. I mean, you have Memphis and SMU probably trying to find someone that will take them so they can get out of the American Athletic Conference. Then you have these uh, Conference USA schools that are coming in after like we spoke last week. I mean, really, they're getting paid – crumbs compared to what they're about to get. Um, I believe this, they'll probably be getting more, like four times as much in just TV revenue joining the American Athletic Conference from what they're currently getting under Conference USA 
mean, that's a big upgrade. That's a big jump. Of course, they're going to love it. They're going to appreciate it, uh, depending on the TV contract and how that gets, um, whether that gets adjusted or ironed out in the future. I mean, the American Athletic Conference has that deal in place with ESPN. They have a couple of games that get televised on CBS Sports. Like, that's a major jump just from a TV perspective from what they've been used to in Conference USA. I mean, we mentioned, I think they they tried to make Facebook Live a thing a while ago. And obviously, I don't know about you, but if I was in any one of those department's shoes, I'd rather be playing on ESPN, even if it's ESPN U, ESPN 2, than Facebook Live. Yeah. Well, uh, the current membership, Conference USA members, each get about half a million dollars TV money, half a mil per year. Mm-hmm. So going to the American, they're looking at at least two million oh. per school. Yeah. So that's massive to them. Clearly. And of course, now you contrast that two million, two, three million, whatever, to, I guess, ultimately, U of H, Cincinnati, and UCF will get from the Big 12, 20 million per year. Of course, that still pales to the, what is it, Will? What are you going to get some? 50 million per year in the Big 10? A little more than that. Yep. Yeah, you know. Yep. So half a million to 2 million to 20 million to a little more than 50 million per yep. year. Yeah. Find that number. Yeah. Yeah, the haves and have-nots, clearly in college athletics. All right, Andy, let's talk some U of H football. Andy, U of H got a huge game against SMU this Saturday, home at the TD ECU Stadium. What's the line? Have you seen the spread on it? I haven't yet, but I, let me give me a second to pull that up. By the way, if you still want a scoring update, the Jazz are still ahead of the Rockets by three points. Uh, well, now they're, they literally just scored. They pulled 5-21-16 with about just under four minutes left in the, in the first quarter. So Okay. Not a total but, wash. <laughs> but, see, Andy, you're, our, you're our, our go-to for gambling spread on things <laughs> like that. But it's a, it's a huge game. I think SMU is undefeated, 7-0. U of 8 is 6-1. Their one loss is to Texas Tech, who fired, Will, fired their football coach, head coach on Monday. I saw that. Matt Wells, 5-3 gets you fired? It, it does if your record in Big 12 games is under 500. Wow. Got it. Yeah. What's the spread? SMU yeah. by what? No, Houston's actually favored, at least uh... – with the first one that I've seen, Houston's favored by one point under this wow. spread. Let me see if I can find other different uh, type of lines. Actually, the line is a lot closer than you'd expect, especially with the the week that's happened after Texas Tech fired their head coach and speculation that has arisen about SMU's head coach possibly being uh, one of those. Yeah, that could uh, play part of plot part in it as well. Coaches. But yeah, Bet Now has um, this is coming off Sports Illustrated. They have they also have UH as a one point favorite over SMU. Uh, let me see if I can find CBS. Wow, I wouldn't touch that game with that spread for anything, man. No, won't be any guarantees for me on that one. Not, not on this, <laughs> Andy. If you want to touch that, you can. But I, I'm not touching that whatsoever. But because uh, U of H struggled 
to beat an average East Carolina football team last Saturday. Yes, rain delays, five-hour delays did not help. But the offensive line struggled. Uh, Clayton Toon struggled. The O-line could not protect, keep him upright. And when that happens, Clayton Toon is just not as effective a quarterback. So SMU, you know, maybe the rumors about the coach moving on are the reason for the, the small spread for U of H's favor. Well, I don't, I don't know. Based on what I've seen so far from both teams, I really think SMU is going to win the ball game and be the best team in the state of Texas football team because they're beating TCU and U of H. And both those teams, one is in the Big 12 and one's going to the Big 12. And don't, I'm quite sure SMU has that in the back of their minds. U of H is going to the Big 12 and we're not. So we're going to snack them around to let them know what's going on. So we shall see about how it all plays out. The game starts at 6, roughly 6 o'clock kickoff. And that'll be a few hours after the red and white scrimmage for the fellas, U of H men, tip off at 2 o'clock inside Petita Center. And now, Will, fellas, I am going to take a moment or two while Andy looks up some more spreads. I'm going to take a few moments on a solo screen. So everybody just bear with me as I do a little Cougar update sponsored by the Saxonian family. All right. Once again, Chris Gardner, Houston Round Bar Review presents Folks Talking Sports, sponsored by the Saxonian, Saxonian family. This segment about U of H athletics is sponsored by the Steve Saxonian and the family. Much appreciated for them. During the 2021-22 season, Houston Athletics will celebrate its 75th anniversary by recognizing its championship tradition, student assets, I'm saying that, not athletes, assets, and coaches, and memorable moments throughout its rich history. As part of the 75 years, the Fertitta Center will be decorated with the school's 75th anniversary logo. U of H announced today some updates. Fans will see who go to games inside Fertitta Center this year for men's hoops. Uh, U of H recently partnered with Chartwells as its new food service provider at all the athletic venues. As part of this arrangement, fans will enjoy an enhanced game day guest experience with the addition of new and improved points of sale technology, getting high tech and fancy, digital menu screens, and points of sale options throughout the Fatita Center. Fans will savor an array, I love how they word this, an array of new local food flavors and brands. Andy will, including Chick-fil-A, that's not really new, <laughs> Papa John's and Fuddruckers. Returning this season will be the mobile ordering service Seats, S-E-A-T-Z, and it's an in-seat weight service, along with in-stadium hawkers service will be available to fans providing additional convenient and affordable options while fans cheer on the coups. That means they'll bring the food to your seat. Other enhancements, updates pertain to new e-commerce and in-venue retail merchandise. Partnerships in a new UH team shop, finally. Game day promotions, a revamped kid-friendly Cub Zone. I love that. Cub Zone. Cougar Cubs. Will, see what, see what we did there? Cougar I Cubs. See it. I see it. 
Impressive. Shasta, yes. Shasta and Sasha Claus, Andy, <laughs> youngsters like you, will be returning during all of the December home games. And four games throughout this home uh, season to be announced at a later date will be designed, designated as a laptop sticker series game. At these contests, the first 500 U of H students in attendance will receive a free, unique men's basketball laptop sticker. Also this season, this is something that caught my eye. The Houston Athletics ticket office will operate only from the Holman Street box office inside the Fertitta Center. The Cullen Boulevard entrance will remain open and the student entrance doors will be open on the Cullen Boulevard side, but the box office on that side of the facility will be closed. All pass lists, which includes Uvates, the visiting team, high school recruits, and coaches, will be operated from a table in the Holman Street lobby of the Fertitta Center. More details and info are at Houston roundballreview.com. Once again, that's the first of many U of H segments brought to you by the Saxonian family here on Folks Talking Sports. All right, fellas. The poll came out for men's basketball, AP poll, coaches poll. Andy, I'm sure you saw it. Will, got to get your thoughts. Y'all know, fans know. Preseason polls, uh, you know, I couldn't care less one, one way or the other. But it's news. It's the point of it is for us to discuss. It's a talking point. It's good for the schools to point out, brag, promote their product, their team, et cetera. Will. Yes, sir. The U of H men's basketball team received 343 points in the coaches' preseason top 25 poll to rank at number 14. This marks the second straight season in which the Cougs are ranked in both national preseason polls, a first since before Andy was born, since 1983-84. The Cougs are ranked 15th in the AP poll, so 14th in the coaches' poll, 15th in the AP poll. The Cougs have been ranked in the AP poll for 27 consecutive weeks, the third longest streak in school history. They entered the poll, the AP poll, January 20th, 2020, and have been ranked ever since, including all 17 weeks last season. The Cougs right now are facing four teams who are ranked in the coaches' poll, preseason poll. Memphis, number 16, February 12th, and March 6th, February 12th matchup is in H-Town. March 6th will be in Memphis. Cougs face number 13, Alabama, on the road, December 11th. And November, excuse me, number 25, Virginia, on November 16th, inside Fertitta Center. U of H could also face number 12 ranked Oregon in the Maui Invitational, which was moved to Vegas because of the COVID issues in Hawaii. Houston also face Oklahoma State neutral side game in December on the 18th, and Oklahoma State received a few votes in the coaches' poll. So what is that? Five, six matchups possibly against teams ranked or getting votes in a poll. Thoughts on that? 
Andy, you first. Uh, I think it's kind of interesting how they're really similar uh, where they ended up ranking out. If you could go to the AP poll where Houston was at 15 and the coaches poll, they're 14th. And uh, I, I guess the most noteworthy thing, well, if you're talking about American Athletic Conference specific-wise, is uh, coaches seem to be more sold on Kelvin Sampson's program, on the U of H program over Memphis, who, like you mentioned, in the AP poll, they're ranked higher than, than UH, and they're, they were 12th in the AP poll and a few spots down here. So I think if you look at it from an American Athletic Conference perspective, at least, I mean, even in the, the American Athletic Conference preseason rankings where they had Houston at one and Memphis at two, it seems like Calvin Sampson and what he's been able to establish the past few years certainly has garnered a lot of respect from coaches, not only in the American Athletic Conference, but across the nation. Well, your thoughts? Well, I'll start by um, saying this. I, like you, Chris, am not a fan of preseason polls. Um, not basketball, not football, not soccer, not any. Field hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Any of I, I don't, I'm not a fan. Um, that being said, I mean, the 27 straight weeks, you know, third most in school history is something that's impressive. And I look, hopefully, you know, they look to build upon that uh, throughout the season. Um, the six potential top 25 matchups, you know, Memphis, Alabama, you know, those are, those are, you know, marquee games. You know, that's something that, um, outside of Memphis, the non-conference schedule, that those are highlights that, you know, not only locally there in Houston, but nationwide, nationally, that's something that's going to keep Kelvin Sampson and his squad um, on the scene, if you will. So, you know, that, you know, those things for me are are more noteworthy than the 14 and the 15 and the preseason polls, because, and then personally, me, that sure. no shade against Houston, just, you know, the college football playoff poll comes out for the first time this upcoming Tuesday. To me, that's the first poll. Everything else is, is fodder, if you will. Yeah, because I I like polls once games have been played. Yes. So we can see how teams look and and base it on that. I don't, you know, based on preseason stuff, transfers, you don't know how teams are going to adjust to a new coach, new system. They haven't played anybody. You know, all those things factor into it. But it's for discussion. It's for clicks in the 21st century. And here we're talking about it. You know, Andy, if you can, or Will, if you can, pull up. Let me know where the Longhorns are ranked. I think they're top the 10. Top, you know, top five, top 10 in one or both polls, AP or coaches poll. What if, because I know they played Gonzaga in like the second game of the regular season for Texas. What if Gonzaga just blasts the Longhorns off the court? Because I think it's going to be in Spokane. So does that mean Longhorns should not have been ranked top five, top ten? If they get, get their behinds kicked? See, you know, does it mean the Longhorns are going to have an awful season based on their second game of the year getting waxed? Or if they beat Gonzaga, which I don't think they're going to do, but, but if they do, just to make them the best team in the country right off the bat. So, what you got, Andy? Yeah, Texas is ranked fifth in both of the polls. So, five, see, five. Yeah, that's based on 
the name, Texas, which has been fool's gold in football for years. Because I think the Longhorns, the Longhorns have been back in football for how long? And ain't been back yet for a long, long time. The head coach, Chris Beard, great coach. But gentlemen, Chris Beard is a taskmaster. Chris Beard brought in talented transfers. Okay? None of those talented transfers have played one game yet in Chris Beard's system. So we don't know how they're going to react, how they're going to perform in Chris Beard's system. They, yeah, they may have been talented elsewhere, but elsewhere ain't Chris Beard's system. Okay? Which goes back to my point. Because this will be their first time I mean, I think this game against Gonzaga is the second game of the season. They play HBU in the first, which Houston Baptist, whatever, okay? Gonzaga, Houston Baptist, that's like a, a massive difference in talent, just massive. So if the Zags beat all that talented, those talented transfers by double digits, what are we going to, what should we think? Oh, man, maybe Chris Beard is, maybe he's not a great coach. Or maybe these guys aren't that talented. Or perhaps they just aren't ready and ready and willing to adjust it to Chris Beard's system. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what it's going to be. So national folks, and now we're getting national, and I'm going to get my soapbox, Will, Andy. Mr. Rothstein, John Rothstein, tweeted out, what do you, how do you phrase it, Andy? Uh, what was it today? His... Whatever his, one of his catchphrases. Yeah, he said, well, well-embedded moles in Texas believe that UConn transfer Josh Carlton could have a significant role up front for Houston, who averaged nine points a game and 6.2 rebounds during the 2018-19 season for UConn. Andy, Will, I said on this show, on one of these streams months ago, I heard good things about Josh Carlton for U of H. Months ago. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well-embedded moles, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> okay? National folks, they get the attention. They get all the limelight, all those things. But local people like me, Andy, Joseph Duarte, we know we're talking about, too. We cover U of H athletics just as well. Okay? So... Let's not all believe and drink that Kool-Aid that the national folks are the only source of U of H information. Okay, let me say it one more time. I said months ago, look for Josh Carlton to be a positive for U of H. Months ago. I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm just letting you know what I was told months ago. So... Andy may not do it because he's young and he wants to be nice. I'm old. I'm past being nice. I'm going to speak up for me, my colleagues like Andy and Duarte and others in town. We know stuff too. Now, will I say this? We may not get the attention and the appreciation and the support from fans in Houston like those fans do to the national people. 
because they think their stuff don't stink. But we know sports in town too. So maybe if you give us that love that you get some of the national folks, maybe you get the information that you want sooner. I'm not off my soapbox. Andy, <laughs> Will, your thoughts. Uh, it's interesting. Um, yeah, uh, I just, I'm thinking back to when the announcement was going to be made that Houston was going to move to the Big 12. And, you know, I won't say it because I, I shouldn't release that information. But um, I agree with you, Chris. But like you said, I'm not I'm not uh, you you the Chris Gardner's of the world, the Joseph Duarte's of the world. You guys can go on on and go whatever rant. I haven't earned my stripes yet. So Say it with your chest, Andy. You got it. Say it with your chest. Yeah, man. If you write, you write. If you write, you write. Come on now. Let's just say, we we the Big Twelve announcement could have been made sooner than the the I believe it was the Friday that they officially announced it. I will just leave it at that. Thank you. Fair enough. So, you know, Will, the three of us, we've been doing this a while, and he's, you know, the youngest of us, not been it as long as Will and me. But he's getting there. He's putting his work. We're not just doing this half-ass, okay? We don't just sit around and throw stuff off at the wall and, hmm, that sounds about right. Hmm, yeah, I'll use that today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We know people too. We have sources. We have well-embedded moles, <laughs> okay? So, okay, but y'all don't support us. Like you support the like the national media, the CBS Sports, the ESPNs, the Athletics, all those other the Yahoo Sports, all that. We grind just as much as they do. We just don't get paid like they do. Yet. Yet. Sponsor. Thank you. You can and, you can fill in any other corner. Yes, and that's the goal. I want hey, I want uh, sponsoring lower right. I'd get a sponsor in, in the lower left. And I can move stuff around, put something up in the upper left too. We we do work too. That's one thing Steve Saxinian told me. He appreciates what we do, the work we do, the content we provide. Okay? He believes in what we do. So we're not here to waste folks' time. We're here to share with you our insights, information, as well as our opinions. All right. Well, who does Buckeyes play this week? Buckeyes have a night game against Penn State if they show up. And what do I mean by if they show up? And I should have sent you this clip, Chris. That's my fault. I apologize. Uh, James Franklin, Penn State head coach, head football coach, in his weekly press conference on Tuesday said that we're focused on Illinois this week. And oh, okay. Well, they played Illinois last week. They played the Buckeyes this week. Then later in the, in the press conference, he said, when we go up to the big house, well, the big house is Michigan. Michigan, yeah. They play in the horseshoe this week against Ohio State. So he's focused on Illinois, and when they go to the big house, and they play neither one of those this week. And didn't they lose last week? And they lost to Illinois. Yeah. Homecoming. In that nine-overtime game, right? Nine-overtime game. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Maybe so, he's... Yeah. Well, I'm, I won't speculate. 
But okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I will. Um, he changed the the report was he changed agents, and now the fan the flames are beginning to be fanned because mm. he signed a six year deal last year. <laughs> now I start, brother AJ. I said, Have you ever known someone to sign a six year deal and change agents shortly thereafter? Not common. Yeah. Not common. That's uh, that is strange. Yeah. Very strange. Very strange. So his name has been bandied about USC, LSU, other places, and he has a new agent, Jimmy Jimmy Sexton. Not just a oh. new agent. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Sexton. Super agent. Super agent. Yeah. So yeah. We shall yeah. see. Andy. All that being said, Ohio State is a 17 and a half point favorite. Will, question for you. Yes. Here on Folks Talking Sports. Would you like to guarantee the Buckeyes cover that game? Oh, well, I'd like to guarantee it. Yes. I'll put both earbuds in for that one. And I'm watching Chuck right now. I guarantee. Here we go. Guarantee. All right. Willie Gibson guarantees the Buckeyes are going to. Okay. To be clear, they're going to cover the spread. That's just saying, right? Okay. Do it again, Will. Do it again. I I guarantee. Guarantee. All right. Andy, what you say, man? Got any guarantees about the Astros? 1-1 World Series. I'll stick with my prediction that I I haven't given, I haven't gone on the record, and I had this prediction since before game one. I guarantee. Hit it. Guarantee. Guarantee. Astros finish it out in six. At Minute Park, at the two bucks in six. I'm not okay. going bold. I'm not going to say they sweep the Braves in Atlanta, but uh, I feel like they'll win two out of three and they'll close it out at the juice box for game six, which I believe would be on Tuesday. Yeah, I think so. Which yeah. would be uh, November 2nd. Would be just oh. over four. Yeah, it would be November 2nd. It would just be four years. And a day following the 2017 World Series clinch. Okay, sounds good. Uh, I don't. I need to get in on this honestly because Andy's been pretty true, consistent about doing a guaranteed show. Will got into it. I haven't done one. I need to think about some, something else to guarantee. I don't. I don't know because I gotta think about well, that. Making my stick. I don't know. I have the rest of the spreads of the Houston SMU, Chris, if you want to guarantee somewhere. And, um, yeah, a, a lot of these lines are either in favor of Houston or there's – the consensus is that it's a one-point – Houston is a one-point favorite. You got DraftKings ha- has a game as a pick em. Uh FanDuel mm. has Houston favored by a half a point. Mm. Um, you, know, you got BetMGM. Point I, I just don't want to touch anything involving my alma mater. I, I just don't I mean, want to do that. Is, I, the, is that Houston's favorite over SMU? Yes. Yes. All of them, practically. Yes. Where's the that game be played? Houston? In, Houston. Houston. in Houston. In Houston. And okay. the ones that don't have Houston favored have it as a pick em. They don't have SMU favored. Even, even pick em surprises me because I just think SMU's better yeah. this year. I think offensively, defensively, they're better. And for selfish reasons, I need SMU to stay undefeated until they come to Cincinnati. So, I'll... well, yeah, <laughs> you know, 
Man, I mean, Juve is both eligible right now. They're they're six and one, so they already qualified for that. They got UConn left on the schedule, so that's another win. So that's seven. Um, Memphis I, who struggles. Memphis is struggling. And uh, USF and Temple, I think those. So are the yeah, that's a lot games. of <laughs> a lot of winnable games on that schedule if they get it past SMU on Saturday. I still don't think they're a great team, but if they end up eleven and one, they're eleven and one. You know, so hey, I could talk about them not being a great team, but they'd be not a great team at eleven and one. So if they beat SMU, SMU's ranked, where are they? Are they 18, 19? 19. 19, yeah. Mm-hmm. So if they beat UVH, beats 19th ranked SMU Saturday, I think, Andy, it'd be the biggest win in Dana Hogerson's UVH career. For sure. I, I literally, uh, yesterday, shout out to the Daily Cougar and James Mueller, who wasn't on this show, but he always pops in every now and then. He said that Dana Hogerson, UH under Dana Holgerson is 0-8 against top 25 ranked opponents. And they've had some, uh, a lot of those came in the fir- his first season here when they had to open up in Norman against Oklahoma. They've had to play Washington State. I know in just last season they had to play Cincinnati when they were sixth ranked in the country up there. So, And those games haven't particularly been closed either. So it was a big game for Dana Holgerson. Yeah, most of the losses that he's had at U of H have been by double digits. So, man, I, I'm not going to touch it prediction-wise for, for guarantees for me, but I need to y'all, – y'all come up with a team or a theme for me for future guarantees, and I'll, I'll fit them into the future episodes of Folks Talking Sports. But, man, I, I'm surprised, man, that it's the pick them or, or you've – I really am surprised with that. By and that. I, I, honestly, I would too, and a lot of it – the line really started changing and shifting after Texas Tech announced that they had fired their head coach. So I'm not entirely sure if that's just people that feel like noise so, is So they think Sonny Dykes is going to leave. Yeah. yeah. We compared it, um, plugging in our Potsdam Pajama podcast, Dayon and I, that we recorded uh, on Wednesday and aired on podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, today in the morning, but we just kind of compared it to what happened at UH when oh, yeah. Tom Herman was here, and they were you know, hitting on all cylinders. They were ranked. They were trying to make a push, kind of not exactly to where SMU is, and then the rumors came out that you know, he's interested in the LSU job, and he might be you know, one foot yeah. in and one foot out the door, and that completely derailed their season from that point on. Because, yeah, I think the game was that week against Navy, I think a military yeah. academy, and you race got smacked, just got run over. I mean, just run over, <clears throat> and it was just, it wasn't the same after that. So it could be, you know, it's odd. It's ironic how betters seem to get this right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not touching that at all. So, all right, fellas, we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to get into, uh, I got to produce another show. Well, I have this one. So, and they get ready for Rockets post game. So, is there anything, Andy, you want to mention before we close it out? No, just like what we meant, what I just mentioned, the Pod Slam Jam episode. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow as you see it there in the screen. P A W D Slam Jam, kind of an homage to the Pod Slam Jam teams back in the '80s. Um, like we mentioned, we had a new recent breakdown of the upcoming matchup. The way Dayon and I have dubbed it, the biggest game of Dana Holgerson's UH tenure because it is, like we mentioned, he's 0-8 against 
top 25 ranked opponents and then stick with us as uh, we've mentioned throughout the show men's basketball season and women's basketball season they're both right around the corner and whatever happens at saturday's scrimmage we're sure to have coverage of that throughout uh next week and of course whatever happens on saturday with the smu uh game well what you got yeah, for all my – and I'm going to go Ohio State basketball for this one. Not on the court, but just off the court for all my – this is college sports. These are college kids. This is amateur athletics. And I understand name, image, and likeness is going on. But the Ohio State basketball uh, ticket office released uh, several ticket packages that they have, uh, many four-game mini-packs, eight-game mini-packs. And then they have what they call the Scarlet and Gray Pass. Scarlet and Gray Pass for $149 gets you a guaranteed seat. The seat may change location-wise throughout the season. But for $149, you will get a guaranteed, you may want to throw it up, guaranteed seat to every Ohio State home. There it is. Ohio State home basketball game. Men's basketball game. Every Ohio State home basketball game. The Scarlet and the Great Pass will get you a seat to accept November 30th against Duke. Well, if it's a season ticket pass, why is the Duke game excluded? We all know why. We all know why. Let alone this Coach K's final season. Clearly, it's going to be his final appearance in Columbus. But for all of the college athletic folks, the Scarlet and Gray Pass will get you into every game except Duke, and that Duke ticket is sold separately. And I'll leave that there. My turn. I'm trying to pull it up because I want to get the date correct. But uh, this Tuesday, this past Tuesday, Coaches versus Racism had a press conference to announce featuring Prairie View A&M head coach Byron Smith and Michigan head coach Jawan Howard. The game will take place in Washington, D.C. And I want to say December. I want to get it right, so I'm going to make sure the date's right. But I say all that to say I have a clip of comments from Coach Smith and Coach Howard posted on Houston Round Bar Views YouTube channel. Of course, y'all know I go there for a lot of these videos and things like that. But it's the inaugural Coaches versus Racism event. The hope is to make it an annual event like Coaches versus Cancer. And obviously, based on the theme, they want to stamp out racism and other injustices in America. But the matchup, yeah, it's November 13th. And man, oh, man, I'm going to bring you all in for this. I'm going to get your thoughts on this. Prairie View and basketball. November 13th, Saturday versus Michigan in D.C. Sunday, November 14th, in Stillwater versus Oklahoma State. Mm -hmm. Monday, November 15th, in Lubbock against Texas Tech. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Prairie View A&M is playing a basketball game three consecutive nights against three power five programs. Thoughts? 
They need to secure the bag that bad? I guess. And then on Wednesday the 17th, they go to Phoenix to play Grand Canyon. Wow. Wow. Life, life at HBCU. Wow. So, yeah. Good luck to them. The experience will be nice for them. They're not going to win any of those games. But so you four, ga four games in six nights? Did I count that right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, actually, you want to be – yeah, six nights, yeah. That's, well, five. That's, 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 not a, that's not an NBA stretch. I mean, that's – Saturday, that's Sunday, worse. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, five. Five, yeah. Four games and five nights. That's an yep. NBA stretch. Wow. All, all on the road. All on the road. Go to D.C. And I can back it up. Thursday, the 11th, they're in San Francisco. So they're going West Coast. Check it out. Let me just give you the first six games. Or whatever, seven games, whatever it is. November 9th, on the road in California against St. Mary's. That's a Tuesday. That's a Tuesday. Thursday, November 11th, San Francisco against San Francisco. Then Saturday, November 13th, in D.C. against Michigan. Sunday the 14th, in Stillwater against Oklahoma State. Monday the 15th, in Lubbock against Texas Tech. And then Wednesday the 17th, in Phoenix against Grand Canyon. That's Prairie View. Who's the AD? That AD? Hold a minute. And, and after all those games in that compressed part, their next game won't be until the 27th. So what is that? Six games in eight, nine days, and then not another game until 10 days later. Securing the bag, Andy. Securing the bag, Will. At all costs. I suppose. And they were picked... Second in the SWAC, but they have the preseason player of the year in the SWAC in Jawan Daniels. So, Will, your question about who is the AD, that's for an off-the-record discussion. Fair enough. Because, yes. There's, I understood. I yes. Say no more. Say less. Say less. <clears throat> okay. All right, everyone. Andy, Will, thank you very much for tuning in to Folks Talking Sports, sponsored by the Saxinian family, Steve Saxinian and his family. Thank you for, very much for supporting our show. We're going to continue this sponsorship throughout the college basketball season. So that's now through March, through the Final Four. You will see them in the upper right corner. And as the three of us mentioned minutes ago, we got spots on the screen for other sponsorships. So just hit us up. Segments. You Even can for segments. Segments, sponsor our live reads. We can do that. You willing to support us? We can sponsor you. We got plenty of segments, plenty of time to, to promote your, your company, what you do. So hit us up. We're on Twitter right there. You see it going, going across the screen for each of us. Fellas, as always, thank you very much. Y'all take care and see you when I see you. We'll fit in another one if it's a combination of all three of us or two of us or whatever. But thank you as always. I enjoy doing this. Y'all agreeing to do this means a lot to me. So thank you as always. And Rocket fans, this, this Saturday, hey. Rocket Talk on YouTube, 7 o'clock. We'll be talking about 
I think another loss, Andy, based on your, your reaction. Yeah, they're they're down nineteen, about to head into halftime. Yeah, a disastrous first quarter. At the end, they they let go of the rope. We're already down double digits. Can you, can you tell how many turnovers they have in that box score? Yeah, give me a second to it. That, that's been an issue for for Scoot uh, a, a little bit this year. Nine, one game, eight, and another. So that's him by himself. In this game, it hasn't been that much of a problem. They only have six turnovers. Uh, Utah actually has more turnovers uh, than them currently. Let me see if I can get a specific player break. But Utah is making shots, and the Rockets aren't. That's that's what it comes down to right there. So Exactly. Utah's a better team than the Rockets. We all know that. The Rockets coaching staff knows that. It's not a shock. It's not, it's not a shame to lose to a better team right now. Play hard, get better. Fellas. Rockets, Rockets and the Lakers, Sunday and Tuesday in L.A. Based on mm. the problems the Lakers have right now, Rockets can win, win one of those two. Yeah, Man, I, like I predicted at the beginning of the season, what, before well, the season. LeBron ain't, LeBron ain't healthy. Russ can't tell the difference between his color jersey and his opponent jersey. That's quadruple double. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> I didn't predict it before the season, but – I'm just saying the Lakers still got to figure out their issues. The and Rockets, I mean, Davis is struggling. We, they'll figure them out Sunday and Tuesday. Issues. Or what is it? Sunday and Tuesday? Yeah, Sunday and Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, Sunday and Tuesday. Yeah. Lakers yeah. play the Spurs on Friday. Spurs are more cohesive than the Rockets. I think Rockets have more younger talent than, than the Spurs. But okay, Will. So Lakers going to win both of them. They can. Uh, see, you're hesitating right there. See, <laughs> in fact, you're hesitating. In the case, uh, after what I saw last right night, right now, after yeah. what I saw last night, all bets are off. Yeah, so I'm not testing it because of that. Yeah, because OKC is not very good, no. you know. But anyway, we digress. We'll talk about that in the next episode of Folks Talking Sports, sponsored by the Saxonian family. Fellas, y'all take care. See you soon. Be safe. Yes, sir.